The year is 1996. Show me the money. You had me at hello. These may have been Tupac Shakur's last words as he was murdered after Jerry Maguire took the nation by storm. Meanwhile, across the pond, Chris Martin and Johnny Buckland became fast friends during orientation at University College London. Joined by classmate Guy Berryman, they formed the band The Pectorals, though the name wouldn't last as long as a tea and crumpet around a hungry and thirsty bloke. Martin asked Phil Harvey to act as manager of the band, and Will Champion, a gifted musician who'd never played the drums, joined as the percussionist of the band. In 98, the Chaps were signed to an indie label and quickly put out the Brothers and Sisters EP. In 99, Parlophone signed the boys to a five-album contract. Later that year, they released another EP, and the single Bigger Stronger started getting airplay on BBC Radio 1, just in time for Turmoil to knock at the band's door. An unwelcomed guest. After a dispute, Chris Martin kicked Will Champion out of the band and went into a guilt-fueled drinking binge. Champion would rejoin the band, and they agreed to fire anyone who used hard drugs from that point on. Between 99 and 2000, the boys put together their first full-length album, Parachutes. In March of 2000, they had their first top 40 hit with their first single from the album, Shiver. Their next single, Yellow, would reach top five, and the album debuted at number one on the UK charts. With seven Grammy wins, more than 90 million records sold, and the way people can tell that other people are gay, today we stand by Coldplay. Everyone in the United States believed that women should not be allowed to vote, yet we still celebrate those people as great Americans today. Yeah? Well, isn't that stupid? Like, wouldn't you think that we would be like, wait a second, like, they were really stupid. Yeah, yeah. Why were they so dumb? Mm -hmm. Like, we, you know, like, we're in a point in the country right now where everyone's like, oh, the monuments for these horrible people should Uh come down. But, like, but nobody was really good. But they're, like, history, Jared. Well, this is an anti-political podcast. Well, <laughs> I did. Here for I, your I, I walked, agenda. Jeez, I walked into the... I thought I was doing uh, Jamie Kilstein's <laughs> podcast today, I guess. Oh, man, he's what a is piece call- of shit, it turns yeah, out. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know what his is called. I know it got, like, shut down, though. I'm it? smarter than you with yeah. Drew Michael. <laughs> that's Ooh. the name of his podcast. Um... <laughs> We, uh, fuck, what was I just about to say about Jamie Kilstein? Uh, historically, one of the worst uh, late night sets of all time. Worse than the Rob Delaney, which I don't think ever aired. Uh, they, I think that it did air, but they took it down very quickly. Here's a hot take on that mm-hmm. Rob Delaney thing. Yep. The only people that should be upset in any way are uh, people that were had submitted their video to Kimmel mm-hmm. and like we're next and then just like it never happened yeah everyone well, else needs to chill the fuck out about this video <laughs> i don't under, i feel bad i I've, i talked about this on uh stop podcasting yourself but i 
I like I I think that he's hilarious on Twitter and Oh, like, absolutely. He's maybe the best. Nice guy you worked with nice him. Guy. You nice kill, guy. You completely buried him. Oh, he, people did. liked him though. Well, Josh Cox no. opened for him later. Right. And they uh, you guys both buried him, but my point is that like his fans didn't even notice that you did that because they were he, here to see him. Sure. And, and he was super nice, but You know, could not have been nicer. I think that who would have who would turn it down? That's what I always say cuz like I think maybe Ben there's like somebody Like why did mad. we teleport back to like when I was in high school? It's like Jawbreaker and Green Day are not allowed to sell out. It's like yeah. fuck off, man. That we we're, we're done with that line of thinking. Yeah. If you get offered Kimmel, you're going to take it. Sure, sure. I just got a text message from Jared too, Jared Cheek. Yeah, and I tried to get him to call oh. in and be me on yeah. the this. He went to Jared. They they went to that Jared. Been great. I was trying Didn't to get work. Tommy to do that. Yeah, well, he's dead. Nobody's alive. Our, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, welcome to the show. This yeah. is Stand by Your Band. Hello there, piss freaks, and Stand by Your Band. Wait, San Antonio <laughs> Banderas's. <laughs> sure. Uh, sorry, it's been. Look, it's been. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's been a weird couple of weeks. The you'll notice that our beloved, my beloved co-host Tommy McNamara is not on today's episode. Today's a special. Uh, we went to Jared exclusively um, episode where we're going to talk about Coldplay, but Tommy is not in town with me. We had an episode recorded uh, where we talk about Toby Keith with Ryan Beck. I don't know if it's. I hope that that one gets to go up. My computer crashed. I'm waiting to get it back, and I'm out of town. So we wanted to release an episode for you, and I just happened to be in Bloomington, Indiana, where uh, our beloved uh, friend of the, friend and foe of the podcast, Jared Thompson, lives. Man, that's not good. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? I mean, I think that I just speak the truth to power. I don't well, even know really necessarily know what that term means, but... The, the last episode we released, you're noted as saying... This is the end of the podcast. Right. Well, I mean, but then, you know, you say that and then you get asked to be on the podcast. And you're like, oh, maybe it's not the end. This is all right. I like this podcast. Um, yeah. So we should have some bonus episodes coming out for you as well as uh, this one's going to come out tomorrow, which is uh, today's Tuesday. Wait, well, no, tomorrow is today to them. Yeah. Today is today for you, but it's tomorrow, tomorrow. for us, um, if that makes any sense. Oh. Man, I uh, I just got yeah. Oh, by the way, our our beloved Tommy McNamara got mugged. So send out your thoughts and prayers to him. Um, we weren't able to get a hold of him for this because I think his phone is still stolen. But we tried to call his mugger, uh, who, who um, stole rang. his phone, and it rang. So maybe he'll be joining the podcast later if he calls us. Yeah, back. we'll see what he does. Um, Jared, how you doing? I'm doing just fine. Uh, you know, uh, the comedy attic is ha- we really honestly here coming up. In the fall slash winter, we probably have the best like three or four month yeah. schedule that we've ever had. Yeah, it's I pretty mean, you crazy. Had Tom Dakar, and then it's true he was here, leading right into Tiffany Haddish, and then yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, ba- Bamford's coming back, which That's was just amazing. totally crazy. Yeah, like there's it was like it, anyway. Yeah, that was really exciting, and of course, uh, Jezelnik's coming for his first visit. Arsenio's coming. It's crazy. Nate Bargetti. Oh I mean, wow, Bargetti's coming back. Yeah. That's it's, a, it's that's amazing. Studded. Nashville star. Yep, that's Nate right. Bergazzi, proven that you don't got to live on one of these coasts with these liberal 
of <laughs> snowflakes. That's true. You don't have to. What if this became an alt-right podcast? I know, just transitioned like... into an alt-right podcast? <laughs> well, I don't support these people transitioning into anything. Oh, man. So, Nate, yeah. Well, so he lives, I think he has places, he's bi-coastal. Oh, he might be. One he's bi? Well, we can only hope. You you and I would 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 be happy with that. Yeah, that'd but, be nice. Um, he's a nice looking guy. He's handsome. Yeah, yeah. He looks good in a hat. Yeah, he does. He he likes. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but he likes Vanderbilt. Is that right? Oh yeah, I've heard he's about never that. really talks he's about a, it or mentions it yeah, or wears their stuff. Never, but he does uh, like. It's yeah, never a big part of his persona. It's true. This is the podcast where we talk about neighbor Gatsi. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now we're here to talk about Coldplay today. This is the episode I think the people have been waiting for. Well, this is actually this. So this topic, uh-huh. I know you hate when I do this, but oh this is God. how this podcast was invented. Is that true? Was but because not how you think. Well, but my point is, is that so I firmly believe and we have music evidence of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have I've brought with me yeah. not just my six songs. Right. I have two counter argument songs that I will use to prove what what I'm getting ready to say, which is this. I'm 40 years old. I've been mm-hmm. collecting records. I have over 10,000 records. Oh my god. I have been collecting records my whole life basically. Uh, you know, I started listening to music the way that I like it now about 13 uh first, you know, f- favorite few bands, you know, were Green Day. Jawbreaker, um, a lot of the bands from the Bay Area that were discussed during Rancid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, so my tastes have been very similar. I like rock and roll mostly. I like jazz. Oh, I've got a song for you then. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, so- <laughs> I like rock and roll. <laughs> it's love. You know, no, but this that's is a, a different song. Oh, okay. It's a remix. Um, well, so my point is is that of all the time that i've spent the one thing that drives me the most crazy of mm-hmm. all in music mm-hmm. is that somehow a band that is so easily ignored like point being that even if you're listening to coldplay mm-hmm. and you just simply don't like that kind of music yeah it can just very easily and simply fall directly into the background with no problem Sure. There's no reason for people to list them uh-huh. as the worst, second worst, third worst band. Yeah. Because we live in a world where there are dozens of bands that you can't ignore because of how obnoxious and in your face that they are. Like who? Well, like for instance. Uh, oh, you're going to play it already? I have two songs that I want to mention. These are two of my least favorite bands ever. Do you have to go over there? I think I'm going to have to take this okay. over there to do this. So. Tom, Tom's going to go over. I may lose my microphone, but here's the first song of a band that is never considered like very rarely do people say the Red Hot Chili Peppers are the worst band ever. They're one of the worst bands, in my opinion. This but is they're, crazy. I don't but this, this. Uh, like like j- just imagine being someone like me who actively hates this music. Yeah. And it comes on in a bar uh-huh. and this happens. You can't just ignore that. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, that sounds like elevator music to me. I could, uh, I could, um, oh my god. No. 
This is, I can't even, hold on, we gotta wait for the real bad part. Tom is bopping I'm along, dancing. just so you know. <laughs> Pretty good. But my point is, is that like I don't. That's fine if you can like either one of those I bands. Don't actually, well, I know I'm you don't. I'm man, saying I do that like the only the only thing that I'm really here to dispel mm-hmm. is the idea that Coldplay could ever be considered amongst the worst bands currently or of all time. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. There is no reason for you to. It's sort of like when you meet someone who is so bothered by something that's like not that big of a deal yeah. and they would compare it they're like it's just worse than slavery <laughs> or it's worse than than Auschwitz or yeah. it's you know wait, 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 do people say that well, you know what I mean like people that over exaggerate and I'm yeah. a person very swear, yeah this is stuff you do that's what I'm saying yeah, that, like I very actively <laughs> speak in nothing but hyperbole and black yeah. and white I totally agree with you but my point is is that like th- when you're talking about something like this uh-huh. I just prove like here's my you can like the Red Hot Chili Peppers but yeah. the average person that doesn't like them uh-huh. if they hear that song in a bar yeah or they hear hear shiver in a bar by yeah. coldplay one of them you won't even realize the song has started and ended yeah yeah that's so no that's true how is it possible that's a complaint though against them what that they're too boring that they like that they bl- yeah that they can blur into the background it's just elevator music that uh right so that's just someone that doesn't it. like them which sure. makes sense i get that like but, i'm not i like the one thing like uh i don't know if many of your listeners know who dan Col- coleman is he re- he runs the mu- he he books all the bands at the bishop yeah he's a black guy in bloomington there aren't that many of them <laughs> yeah, unfortunately you'll, you'll see him around but he gives me a lot of shit for thinking he'll say that coldplay is one of my favorite bands and that's never been true i've never yeah. been they've never been like in my top five favorite bands at any given moment okay but i have liked them for a long time yeah i mean as we all did we gave up on them a couple albums ago sure and i can't defend Anything they've done in maybe ten years or so, maybe five, yeah. six, seven years. When did X and Y come out? I was in high school. Um, well, they did. That that's was when I got really into. Yeah, them. I mean, I'm bad on dates, but that must have been. I think it was 2005. Yeah, I mean, it was like what their third album. That was their third major. That was their third full length album. Yeah, <laughs> right. So between that and Prospects, Mar- Prospectors March. Yeah, the EP that yeah. was basically that, and then the album Viva La Vida. Yeah, it like that was it. That to was me, like the, the Prospector's March album, and, uh-huh. and it was over. And you, part of my you six liked songs, that Prospector. Well, you what I'm that. saying is, yeah. is that like I have basically the the nail in the coffin of the band uh-huh. as one of my songs, because really? you can start to see the direction that they were wanting to go into, yeah. and it was not good at all. Um, I, I'm guessing it's basically that it's, the last. Is it Evan Technicolor? Well, no, it's it's lost. Oh so, yeah, because then they they fully go in on that. That's what right. they commit to for the rest. The of... The stuff that I don't necessarily love about the song "Lost" is what they decided to go full throttle, which is it as a band. Interesting, because when the, I mean, I'm sure you put this on there for this reason. I loved that song. We do. It was maybe my favorite song on the album because yeah. I was like, this is so different from them. Sure. But also, it still reined in a little bit, but it's like a nice little break from. Kind of the other stuff because I like the, I listened to that album today because I forgot is I did the same thing where then that was the last album that I really cared about Milo 
Zyloto, I was like, I just seeing the name of that album, I was like, fuck this. That was like, that was that wait, was the next one. Wasn't there? So there wasn't the blue album with the ghost, heart on it. Was that's after ghost that? Ghost stories, which was so then Milo Zyloto was the last record that I bought. I mean, I bought it yeah. on as I do with anything like that War on Drugs record on Friday. I was uh-huh. at, I was at Lent. Landlock Music bought it the first day that it, that it was released, and yeah. that's how I was with Coldplay back back in the day. Like if they, mm-hmm. you know, it they were, used to be Tuesdays, but you would yeah. go on a Tuesday, and I mean, I had like the limited edition versions of a bunch wow. of the albums. Yeah, and they were they were a band that I really liked. They were my favorite band. Like yeah. it's not like that. I was like, ah, oh, they're pretty good. They were my favorite band now, for like from the time I was like eighteen to. I went, to, I remember, until maybe, um, I mean, I got, I ended up getting more into Radiohead than them after a while. Well, you but, went backwards on that. Most people, it's the other way around. Really? Well, they go from what I mean is, Coldplay? I guess someone my age yeah. would view Coldplay, if you, uh, here's my point. If you listen to Radiohead, mm-hmm. it was split right down the middle yeah. of people who said, this is just a Radiohead ripoff, which uh-huh. is not, which is not an unfair thing to say, mm, yeah. or... I like it because I like bands who sound like Radiohead. And that's yeah. exactly what Coldplay, the first album, for sure, yeah. made you think of like the softer side of Radiohead. Like the couple sure. singles yeah, that okay. Radiohead had in like in a in a in a you know, the mid nineties. That's fair. I guess because Radiohead transformed so much into something right. completely different from Coldplay. Sure. I don't even associate them, but I guess back when I got into Coldplay, that's when I was into the bends and from radio, the songs that sounded like Coldplay. Sure. Well, that's what I'm saying is that like, I think that I'm sure that there's been interviews and I'm, I've never been a big enough fan of Coldplay to like necessarily dive into interviews with the band or whatever. But I'm sure that this is a fairly well-worn thing that they admit that they probably liked Radiohead. Like I'm, or, or they've just said, we didn't realize it, one or the other. But my point is, is like I'm sure they've heard about this for a long time. I I'm, I should have looked this up before the podcast, but I'm looking up if they've said anything. I know that Tom York is openly hates Coldplay. Yeah, well, that I mean, I could see why. I mean, this doesn't always work out for bands who seem to maybe have have I don't know if ripped off is the right word, but just sort of. May you know, like change them themselves to sound like a certain way. But like, for instance, the Beatles and the Beach Boys seemingly during the Pet Sounds era had a much closer relationship. Like they were okay with the fact that that both band was taking bits and pieces from the other band during that time frame. Yeah, it doesn't seem like Radiohead ever took anything from Coldplay though, because no, you're yeah. right that like the you know. There was never a moment where Radiohead went back to sound like Coldplay. Right. They only moved forward into being more weird and and less singles and more obscurity that a lot of people really liked, including me. Yeah. But, you know, when Coldplay made their sort of, we'll just call it, uh, Kid A change. Yeah. So this is Milo Zilato or Uh whatever. When they decided to like fundamentally change the way that they made music, yeah. On one side, Radiohead remained good, maybe not quite as good, but it was still interesting. Yeah. And Coldplay did not. Well, it felt like because the other comparison, and I think this is what Coldplay leaned in on, is U two. Sure. And they definitely like. I mean, they brought on was it, Eno wasn't on for the whole time. No, he, he but came I mean, on though. Sure. I mean, it. That's a. That is. 
you know, like this is a thing that happens with music. Like, for instance, Interpol, their first few records are very good. Mm -hmm. But people were like, well, they sound just like Joy, just like Joy, Joy Division. Uh So, I mean, you know, it's like someone saying, oh, someone else already has that premise in comedy. There's only six premises. Who gives a shit? As long as it's good, it doesn't matter, and yeah. it's not ripped there's off. Four ways to listen to music, and there's six premises. Right, exactly. Like it's just it, like I understand. If I were the edge, mm-hmm. it might bother me. But yeah. as a music fan, I could care less. It, I mean, unless it's like a note for note remake sure. or something. Yeah. It, it it there's enough. We were just I was just uh, in in Landlock Music this morning. We were talking about. Uh, Jason, the owner of the store, and yeah. myself were both agreeing. We felt the exact same way about James Taylor. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us like his voice at all. Like we would never listen mm-hmm. to James Taylor because we don't like his voice. But the one interesting thing about James Taylor is that you would never walk into a bar uh-huh. and hear a cover band and think, "Is that possibly James Taylor?" Yeah. Whereas yeah. you could walk in and think that Bono. It, like someone can sound like Bono, someone can sound like Chris Martin. Sure, but the difference is, is that they're enough different. They sound enough different that it doesn't really. It's not something that goes through my mind that it bothers me if it sounds like it. I just notice that it sounds like it. Yeah, I think that's the difference. Is that like I don't, you know, there are a couple U two records that are really good, uh-huh. and some that are not so good. Sure, and so if Coldplay grew up listening to. The best, you know, if they listened to Boy when they were growing up, yeah, or War, uh-huh. then why wouldn't it sound like that? That's how music has always worked. Yeah, that's how every art form works. I think is exactly like you like every comic I know. You can trace you can, back right. what they liked for Bloomington. It's Jeff Tate. <laughs> it's it's like seriously, it's it's Jeff Tate. It's Tommy Jonigan. Yeah, and you know, there's other people that are sort of mixed in, but those Kyle are Kinane is a big right. One. But those are those are the forefathers of the Bloomington comedy scene. Forefathers. Yeah, I wish I had one father. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I've said that before. Well, you did. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, you know, t- have you talked about on the podcast that you had a, that you were supposed to inherit a Meineke? Have you ever told? That I don't story? know if we've talked about that on here. I yeah, lived through that. To... I would like sort of helped you out during that. What did you? you what were you? What was your? Well, nothing. Uh... I think I just like helped you call them and just try to figure oh, it out or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah, very I strange. Tom inherited a Meineke that then foreclosed. Or yeah, like it it just... closed. they wouldn't let me take it over because I was like twenty four or twenty five, yeah. and they were like, "You're too young." And then yeah. it closed like a month. I think later. your Facebook still says that you work at Bloomington Hospital. Is that right? I think it does. Well, I still do some shifts there. <laughs> <laughs> when you come back into town, yeah, they let me clock in the bedpan shift. That's not an actual. Clock in there. That oh man, this was that was my peak Coldplay days working at that hospital. Yeah, for sure. I would. I remember being on my way to work, just cranking out. Don't panic. I mean, let me just say this before we get into the songs. Yeah. That, well, we gotta we we gotta get into the criticism and stuff. We have so well, much to sure. Cover. But like, what I'm saying is, is that like, aside from M- Mateo, yeah, who had a very strong background mm-hmm. with. Mer- Mariah Carey and a couple others where they knew mm-hmm. like in fact we were talking about Kyle Ayers uh-huh. he knew he knew what he was talking about yeah he did it he spoke in like math problems but he knew what he was saying <laughs> about what who, who's uh, he did the Eagles or, I'm sorry Eagle. Eagles. Eagles I'm sorry thank you Jeff uh. well, anyway so uh but my point is is that like 
most of the time, and including for me with Coldplay, I'm just mm-hmm. going to admit this ahead of time. Yeah. The argument is just, I like it. Uh-huh. That's the argument that sure. most people have. Like, no, I don't even remember. Who'd you have Sean Patton on for 311? Yeah. I mean, was it, I don't, didn't listen to it, but is it not just, I like it? It was much more than that. Yeah. It was a lot of like, it was like a lot of, I like it, but he also did a great job of shitting all over the band at the yeah. same He was like, I understand everything that's wrong. No, and I do this too. This song sucks. Like, like, I, this is what I'm saying is that like, I like the Coldplay records a lot. Yeah. I do. But I know that it's not a defendable thing in the same way that, for instance, OK Computer yeah. or The Benz or Kid A is. Uh-huh. Or even a Thin Lizzy record or a Nick Drake record. I just think they're doing different things, though. Like, they're trying to do a different thing. I mean, right. And maybe Parachutes and Rush of Blood weren't. But after that, I feel like it's they know what they're They're aiming for radio play. Like, they want... sure. Singles. But born from that, and I realize you've got it ready that Pitchfork gave it a 4.9 or whatever. Yeah. But to me, when they decided that's what they were doing, I think the X and Y is their best cover to cover album. Yeah. It's... And so th- that's not to say, like, I totally understand someone that likes the first two records best or the first album or whatever. Yeah. It, you know, it, but to me, X and Y were a band given an opportunity to do exactly what they wanted to do yeah. and they and it didn't hit it uh-huh. wasn't resounding in the way that they thought that it was yeah but that to me was when they decided this is what we're going to do this is who we are yeah and this is our album uh-huh. and i'm not surprised it isn't viewed as as good of an album as the first two yeah but to me it has a Like one of the things I'm looking for when I listen to music, if we're not talking about like the elite bands that I listen to. Yeah. One of the things, and this happens with Hall and Oates or Mm -hmm. this happens with Journey, where it's like, I like triumphant music. Yeah. I like music that seems like you're soaring through a field (laughs) or you're. We've talked about this. Uh, did you call it horses running? Yes, it's like galloping through the forest music. Like this it's music like, sounds like horses if, running. Like if dudes from like the Excalibur era, which I think is a real time frame. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a time. Or like if yeah. they had medieval times. If they had headphones on, that's what they'd be listening to. Isn't it crazy that they didn't? They couldn't hear anything like this back then. You know, <laughs> they so just weird. they were like, we have a we just discovered the drum. They also didn't believe that women should vote. That's pretty crazy. Like, why are we like, oh, they're great people? They're not great that, people. Is anybody calling these people great people? I, you know what I mean? Like, like Brad, for instance, Brad Wil- yeah, Wilhelm. Wilhelm. He has uh, Joshua Chamberlain it. on his arm. It was my goal to literally never mention him on this uh, podcast. Uh, well, we fucked that up. We can always. We can always yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bleep his name Here, out. Uh, Damn it. Who are you going to have Jeff Tate on doing? Because he, he wants to do it this week, and he said Counting Crows, but we just did Counting Crows. You can't so. do, yeah, because that's the problem. Is that because you were saying someone was like, "Oh, I want to defend," and it was like a band that everyone likes. It yeah. wasn't this because he can't do Petty. Obviously, he might. No, he. I think, you know what? He could do Pearl Jam. I think that they have enough hatred yeah. around them that you could do it. I want him to do Third Eye Blind because me and him oh, no. both love the first Third Eye Blind album. He does? The first two Third Eye Blind albums. This is a Coldplay episode, but I'll, I'll <laughs> say right now. First two Third Eye Blind albums are next to perfect. They're so good. Oh, my God, Tom. <laughs> Jesus They're so Christ. good. The first one is incredible. 
Uh, and then it, I think they slowly, well, and the second one, but the third one. I have a question up. though. What, so I don't know who produced the albums. I don't really don't know anything about mm-hmm. them. And, and I only know, I'm assuming the first album is the one from Can't Har- Hardly Wait. That's that era. I can't, That's the first I can't album. remember. Yeah, the, I, I want I, something else. I think is that song. Yeah. Okay. Or Semi Charm Life, whatever Semi-Charm that song Life is called. Semi Charm Life is on the first album. What yeah. I don't understand is, is that like in the studio. Yeah. Why didn't they make it to where he can sing? <laughs> That's what doesn't make any sense to me is that they He's went. He's got a great, a cool voice. They, he is off key. Yeah, He's out of tune. What great. I'm saying is. But I liked that. There's though. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that had to be uh-huh. the first example in like top 40 music history yeah. where they didn't fix that in post or whatever. Because right. I'm wondering what Kiedis' voice is is his better than that? Well, I just know that he doesn't sound out of key when yeah. he's singing. I don't know if he can sing or not. Well, this yeah. is like the same argument we have about that band Cake. Uh-huh. Like, the he probably singing. can't sing. He yeah. just talks. But that's what I'm saying is that, like, sure. to my knowledge, this is the first example of a Like, you know, back then especially, like, MTV and or Dick Clark, like, the top 40. Like, they were gatekeepers mm-hmm. to what children or like average music fans were allowed to hear yeah like you couldn't just turn you there's no way that you would that you could actively or like i guess i should say inactively hear a band like the ramones yeah even recently uh-huh. until like satellite radio and everything you know yeah, like spotify, spotify really right things a lot but point being is that like somehow after all these years of like freddie mercury and robert plant and all these other singers dave matthews even yeah who can actually in key like if there's some sort of like and there probably is Uh uh-huh like a measuring tool that you use in a studio where you have to stay within two sets of lines. Yeah. This motherfucker was all the way left or all the way right. And they were just like, all right, let's keep it. (laughs) It's a distinct sound, but I'm just saying it still was, it's relatively unprecedented. Yeah. We'll take feedback via Twitter or or Facebook. If I'm wrong. Yeah. If you think that his voice sounds normal, then, uh, what I'm I'm looking for is examples Uh of people who were in popular, music like i'm not talking about a band from the middle of the country in the 70s that made an lp that no one knows i'm saying bands that would be like represented you know like steely dan or boston bands that got on got airplay i think i I, it's hard off the top of my head to think of another band that sounds like that that yeah so the 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 we're gonna do the negative let's talk about yeah we're gonna talk about the negatives we got those were there any uh facebook comments that stuck out to you because I, I know you read some of them well i read through them and i mean that's the thing is that like in a lot of cases some of your guests feel the same way where it's like the the criticism against them isn't entirely wrong sure you know lyrics uh-huh. i'm not gonna sit here and defend because like lyrics have meant a lot to me at different points in my life yeah but Coldplay definitely came about in a time in my life where that wasn't necessarily something I was that interested in. Okay. I mean, there is a, absolutely no question about it, a truth to quote unquote dad rock or like getting older and things change for you. Yeah. And Coldplay is a great example of like, here's, here's what I'm saying. The new war on drugs record yeah. that just w- that just was released. I know for sure. That when I was 20 years old, I uh-huh. would still love that album. Yeah. Because it's just good no matter what. Uh-huh. It's, it's a, it's a, it's 
he he has to me turned a corner that very few people in my lifetime have been able to turn. Yeah, and it's just he he well, just has created today. two in a row great albums. Yeah, that last one was so good. I can't I tell you that I would have listened to X and Y when I was twenty. Uh huh. I do believe that part of it is just getting older and your responsibilities change. And yeah. And, you know, most of the bands that I listened to in high school and college, I'm not going to actively listen to like I used to. Yeah. And they're replaced by things that are probably a little bit more pleasant to hear. Uh-huh. So the criticism of Coldplay that they're too soft or that they're that their lyrics are stupid, there's they're not wrong about it. It's yeah. when people you have a few people on there and I'm not looking at it like you are. Yeah. But there I, you I have a few people up. on there that are like doing what I said earlier about like where they're like they're the worst band I've ever I've ever heard and I don't understand why anyone would ever say that that's not true. Yeah. Like I don't care if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. But I'm this podcast ends <laughs> yeah the theory that Coldplay is one of the worst bands of all time. It's just not possible. Yeah. I'm sorry there is a math problem or like science problem to this that is not, <laughs> possible. not possible. Like it's like saying that you can make fire from water and a shoe. You just can't. Yeah. Like you can't just say that well, you can. I don't know about that. I'm I not. Mean, a, do you think you could? I'm not a fire uh, expert. Yeah. But I bet you could. You probably yeah. just use the shoe if you rub the rubber against it. I don't know. Enough. Someone else just uh, <laughs> send it in for the feedback because I don't know. Um, do you have some? Do I have a few names? things pulled up. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't mind naming names. Yeah, they here, made themselves public. Uh, the, D- Dave Bergman is mad at Chris Martin for yodeling at the end of Kanye West's song "Homecoming," a great song. Which uh, we, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. I love that song. I listen to it every time I go to Chicago. It's maybe my least favorite thing. Well, you know, Chris really, Martin's you should done. mean Bloomington since you're from here. But yeah, I mean when I come here. Oh, I thought you said when you go to Chicago. No, I, oh, and Chicago. I, see. I guess both. Uh, yeah. When I when I go home, but it's more of a, he's talking about Chicago. I see. Yeah. So it makes more sense to listen to it. In so Chicago. he does yodel at the end. I mean, not surprisingly, yeah. I've there's never like an annoying yodeling so. thing, but his hook and his. I mean, his. You know, he sings the chorus and it's it's very pleasant. Um, it's not my favorite part of the song. Uh, what's the, what else does he complain about? Up until up into and including Viva La Vida, they were a lame but still very good band. Really expanded their sound to each album. They were never cool, but the music was. I don't know. I guess well, I know what he means. Like sense. I've seen, I've seen him in concert. And Chris Martin has never been cool. I no. mean, that's just true. But one thing that I do like about them, and some people will criticize this, and this is the type of thing that I would be critical of. Like I would, I would be critical of a band like Rage Against the Machine for acting more political than they actually were. Rancid, we talked about that. Yeah. Where they they want to be credited with being something that they actually aren't really doing anything. Now, in Rage yeah. Against the Machine's case, they were, I'm sure, doing something. Yeah, they were actually politi- like. But the criticism active, at the time was that active. they were on a major label. Uh-huh. So, but then you'd have the argument, well, if you can reach more people, then how is that bad? Sure. So it isn't a clear cut. There is no winner in that argument. Uh-huh. Like you could you could see both sides of it. In fact, I would lean more towards agreeing that if it's better that they're on a major label yeah because then they reach more people although i see both sides of it but point being coldplay i remember seeing when i saw them and this couldn't have been 
you know, this had to be 2001, 2002, somewhere in there. I think I went to Houston to see them. Yeah. And uh, RIP. And, uh, it, sorry, that was probably wasn't very nice. <laughs> There's actually a Houston related thing that I was going to say oh, yeah. on this thread, but we'll talk about it. Obviously, yeah. it's a, I mean, the, you know, it's terrible. I don't know yeah, if you watching it or not, but a it's, little bit. It's tough. Yeah. It's um, very horrible. But it's really fucked up. Um, but anyway, so we, so, uh, they, oh, I'm sorry. We, I went to New Orleans to see them. Not that that matters. But uh-huh. my point is, is that when I was living in Baton Rouge, we went to the show and they were already starting to like be actively political. Like, yeah. and, and, and something so minor is just writing a political slogan on your hand mm-hmm. when you're performing it of, of, you know, on on the Grammys or whatever, sure, can change things for people. Yeah. And so you know, and this was sort of before. Like, I don't know if you tried to, if you suffered through the VMAs. The, uh, I didn't the watch. Other night, yeah. But I mean, people are trying to do that stuff, and and it's better than not doing it. Yeah. But it, it then because no one else was really. I don't say no one, uh-huh. but like it wasn't nearly as accepted to take your time out of if you have. You know, back then you very you had very little time in front of the camera. Yeah, like you know, if you were on the Grammys, that might be the only time within a certain time period that you would be seen. You on know, TV. in public. Yeah, right? yeah, right. So for him to write stuff on his on like his piano and on his hand and all that stuff, uh-huh. you know, it, it I think it did it turned some people to be more you know a- active. Uh huh. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Sure, I understand. The argument that it's hollow because uh-huh. you never really necessarily saw him like carrying food to people or whatever. Right. So it feels like maybe it was more like I, I look at it very similar to Hillary Clinton in this last uh, election. Uh huh. Was she pro-life at one time? Yes. Yeah. Was she anti-gay marriage at one time? Yes. Did she say she wasn't those things to make it? To appeal to folks like you and I to have us vote for her. Yes. Uh huh. But it's still better sure. that she is pro choice and change. that she, right. It's much well, better. Even if it was political or whatever, if she doesn't actually, if she's right. doing it, if she's, she's doing it. Right. Yeah. Because she's still going to change people's minds. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm saying is that, like, do I think that Chris Martin did it? To sort of look like he cares more than he does, maybe. Yeah, it's, but it's hard better to tell. that he does it than watching a band just get up there, play their song, and leave. Right. Yeah. You know, like a band like uh, Three Doors Down. We didn't know where they stood politically till now. Yeah. And are they? I guess they played the, the right. I think wing. they played the inauguration or something. They did. Well, something they. Weird. Yeah, I remember seeing a world premiere of their video at the movie theater, and it was a like it had like soldiers in it. So, yeah. Like that wasn't surprising that uh-huh. they, if they were. But again, this could be like if you're as as sort of down in the dumps uh, in your career as Three Doors Down has to be. Right, yeah, yeah. They're going to pretty much take anything, I would think, that's going to sort of bring bring them we, back. We talked the, about this on the Toby Keith episode because yeah. we we were putting the scenario of would you take that gig, and it's right. like no, I wouldn't. No, of course you yeah. wouldn't. But you might think about it if you're Smash Mouth. Yeah, because you've lost all equity that you had in the music business. Uh huh. So I could see what, like, you know, like we see this all the time, even with comics, mm-hmm. who at one time had such a market share, and now they're down to so little, they're desperate to find that back again. And yeah. sometimes they'll make a bad choice. Yeah, like I heard that Tommy McNamara 
is so down in the dumps, he's offering to suck people's dicks for a positive review on this podcast. That's what I heard, too. And I heard that about Tom Takar, too. At what age do you think that Tom, that Tommy should have switched to Tom? Oh, I think Tommy's a good name. It's not though. It's, it's like a, a little name. kid. I think it's good. I love it. I'm sorry that you're you're that you're on a gurney right now after getting jumped. But he got jumped. We're very sad. But I'm saying Our that like we still his parents should have should have called him Tom when he was like ten. His parents are listeners well, to this podcast. They're well, our biggest supporters. I think. I think they think about it all the time, and they're like, "Wow, we really should have." <laughs> we really should have named him a, no. an adult name. As he I think older. it's good. Well, they named him Thomas, and then he he started. He picked Tommy, but he's not. He's not like. A, and, he's not nine. And if his name wasn't Tommy, then our show couldn't be called Tom and Tommy Comedy Mommy. Oh my god! At Caroline, September twenty seventh. Well, Joe List. here's a here's a here's a, a here's some breaking up. news for you. <laughs> if you wait long enough to buy your tickets, the show's going to end up being free oh, anyway. That's so. not true. <laughs> That's not true. That was just the first one. Oh, what the hell? Is this? Uh, did I enter a roast battle? <laughs> is this Comedy Central? Uh, Where? Oh my God! Jeff Ross's ugly ass just walked in. <laughs> there's only a handful of people in comedy. Not that I'm in comedy, but you know what I mean. That I am better looking than, and he's one of them. My God, that's this an ugly true. dude! When Holy we were, shit! When I was in Montreal. Somebody he because he was there too. Somebody found him on Tinder and said that he was like 36. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that can't be right, though. No, no, it can't be right. Well, I thought you were saying that he got this ugly that soon. No. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No. Man. He seems like a God, we should man, do a man. whole podcast on how ugly certain comedians <laughs> are, like, in the face. Because <laughs> most of them are ugly, like, on the inside, right, of course. Yeah, but, a lot of them are, uh, oh, like, boy. Eliza. Yeah, um, yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, I, before I forget. The uh, Coldplay Houston thing. The, so they canceled their show in Houston. This is I was looking up their current news and stuff, and uh, they had to cancel their show in Houston the other night. It was like two or three days ago, and people were kind of pissed. And then they did a show in Miami where they played a tribute song where they said, "We're gonna play this once and only once." Uh-huh. Uh, so bear with us, they said, uh, and they played oh, this no. tribute to. Uh, to Houston, and it was like it's a cool sentiment. I like. I thought that was nice that they did that. But God, the song is bad. He, he oh, starts man. it out with um, the first lyrics are, uh, "I'm dreaming of when I get back to Houston. I'm dreaming of that very special place. I'm dreaming of when Houston has no problems in that city where they send you into space." <laughs> oh my God! Isn't that bad. There's some really so bad. bad, like, I mean, we are, we're in agreement that their lyrics are at best, uh-huh. you're just like, I don't even know what he's talking about. Maybe, but at yeah. worst, uh-huh. because they have a Christmas song that oh, no. is, I didn't even know oh that. my God, it is just, I think it's like, I think the kid like dies in it or something. <laughs> it's a Christmas song. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it, sometimes it's called Christmas Lights. The kid had to die. Oh, Christmas Lights. Light up. But I mean, seriously, I think the kid either is dead or dying. Oh in it. my it's god! Just like, Why know, would they do that? I don't know. Is it a real kid? Uh, I don't know. Rolling I doubt it. Dad. Christmas lights. Yeah, it, I think it was part. I think that the, back in the day, they had like a fan club where you could only get it. It was like a seven inch. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I think yeah. So. I don't. I don't think I got it because. Uh, I don't really like Christmas music that much. But I that what was are you what talking I was, about. I'm not a big Christmas music fan. It's I allowed. Like, you want to? You know, I have rules I like for Halloween everything. Halloween music, of course you do. 
just werewolves of London twenty four seven. Wow. Um, but cool. I mean, that's I'm just saying that's you know that's definitely that and Monster Mash are the yeah. two. But um, the so uh, yeah, I mean, I I, don't oh, I was thinking of cemeteries in London when you just Thanksgiving said Day. Uh huh. When you're Love trimming your tree. Music too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, what? It's well, good. what is it? It's uh, it's all about cornucopias. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, my point is, is that like Christmas music is great on Thanksgiving Day when you're trimming your tree, all the way through. I think it goes off Christmas Day. Yeah, of course. Christmas the so the 26th you can't listen to Christmas music. Still. No, that would be horrible. Yeah, are you gonna go see Coco on th- Thanksgiving Day? What's that? That's a new. Man, that's a new Pixar movie. Oh, I'm going to see it. Probably not on Thanksgiving Day. Is that when it comes out? Yeah, it's a day. Well, it comes out, no. I think, Wednesday. I like, uh, what was the last Pixar movie that came out? Cars 3? Yeah, I didn't see Is that see the last it. one? I haven't seen that. That's the, the only film in, in that I never saw. Ever? Well, so Toy Story 1 was released. Yes. And I didn't see it when it, when it first oh. was released. But every movie since then i've seen if not o- opening weekend certainly within a few mm-hmm. days of it opening yeah until cars 3 and i hear cars 3 actually certainly what has to be better than cars yeah. 2 of course i saw uh i was at fallon uh with nate when nikki did fallon last yeah uh larry the cable guy was the the panel guest sure and yeah. so he came and uh talked and um he was wearing cargo shorts on tv Oh, no. That was. Uh, that's, I'm looking through these little... just so we can. I just want to make sure uh, that we didn't. I, if that we're not any... missing anything. Yeah, because I feel like there was. Um... There was a couple. A lot of people don't like the name of the band, which I can't even. Remember. It, they it's used not to... good. Yeah, it's not. What but did it... that mean? I I used to know what Coldplay meant. It had it has like a. Dumb... Well, what did you say in your intro that their original name was? It was. Uh, uh, fuck! I gotta look it up. It was like pectorals or something oh, like Jesus. that. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean. But that's, that's the thing a, that's that, a that like, Radiohead name. is a terrible band name. Yeah, that's not great. You're right. You're I right. mean, it's better than Coldplay, I suppose, but they're similar though, too. Right. I mean, it's just it's 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 not like The Strokes. Is that a great band name? It's fine. It's good enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good enough to listen to. Yeah. Them. You know, like Queen, for instance, mm-hmm. is the Queen best band name great. of all yeah, time. Queen's a great band and name. after that. ABBA. <laughs> is yeah, that a good a, band name? Yeah, sure. It's not bad. I don't mind it. I mean, it's just the initials of the people or whatever. What's the worst band name you think that's ever happened? Well, the worst band name of a band that I've ever actually listened to yeah. is a tie between Jimmy Eat World and Sunny Day Real Estate. Yeah. So, Sunny Day Real, Real Estate's bad? Yes. Why is that a bad uh why is that a bad band name? It's just What's so bad about that? It's just horrible. It's no uh Limp Bizkit. But I mean no one listen no one likes No, them, you though. you love Limp. No, I do not. <laughs> You're a Bizkit I don't know boy. if I've ever I mean I'm sure I've heard them but yeah. I'm not 100% sure what the songs are. Mm-hmm. Like if I heard like I'm sure you know, I can think you know of, Rollin' for sure. Rollin' 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 Rollin'. I like ah. that. Wait, if that's what it sounds like then I like it. Yeah, that's good, right? He just says rolling the whole time. <laughs> rolling, 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 rolling. Ah, keep rolling, rolling. He doesn't you say remember, that the whole uh, time. You remember you know uh Bob and Tom co-host Josh Arnold? Of course. So like, you know, Josh and I are good friends mm-hmm. and we like a lot of the same music. Yeah. And he went to see Corn. <laughs> <laughs> and I tweeted at him like this is not possible, and he didn't even acknowledge that I tweeted at him. Yeah, corn. They made my favorite he saw Thanksgiving corn song in li- uh, live in concert. They corn. Made, they made my favorite Thanksgiving song. What is it? Cornucopia. Oh my god! They did. It's with a K. Tommy's not here to make you feel like that. That's funny. <laughs> that's the problem. That it's not. So, 
<laughs> I'm uh, just saying they made it, you know. Uh, corn. Yeah, corn. We're gonna do a corn. Corn. Episode. He went to see corn. He like he he got in his car. Like he got in his car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before that, now he probably got free tickets because he's because yeah he's, he's on, the on the radio. Yeah. But he you know, lives in my radio. He somehow had to Keith. figure out a way to either go online to buy the tickets mm-hmm. or ask someone for free tickets. <laughs> yeah. He got in his car. Uh huh. Drove to the venue. How far was it in? Probably paid to park. I don't know. Yeah. Probably paid to park. Got out of his car. Walked in with all the other people. Think yeah. about how infuriating <laughs> the average person at a corn show is. Yeah. And what, if for nothing else, what if you just happened to just ask them a political question, uh-huh. what the answer would be? No, actually, I've heard. Oh, you mean the people going to see right. corn? Okay. Yeah, that's true. I like could, the I people. Could go either way. Right. Like, just imagine, like, somehow getting into a conversation with the average concert goer at a corn concert. Yeah. Like, what they, like, just mention Hillary Clinton and just see what happens. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like, there is a thing, like, to me, when I do my portion of this podcast, Uh the most, the biggest problem with the bands that people get on here to defend are the fans. It's not the yeah, band usually. Even people said that about Coldplay, which I think is crazy. I mean, their fans are it's the most innocuous people. people. Yeah, it's like there. there's no way you hate Coldplay fans. I just don't buy, I don't well, buy like, that. You don't even know that they're like, are cold. I know what they mean, though, just to sort of like, I hate to use this term, but to play devil's advocate oh, here. Oh, boy. But my point here is, is like they're talking about like a white mom who's shopping at like Bed Bath & Beyond. That's yeah. what they mean. So sure. I understand why you would dislike the fans because they're not they like they don't really like music. I think one of the things that I've noticed when I meet someone who's really into Coldplay is that they don't really like music. Yeah. Like they're not people like this is just the one thing that re- that resonated with them for some uh-huh. reason. Which does make it more difficult. I have to admit, even though I could absolutely care less about who likes most anything that I like, uh-huh. it is difficult for me to like bands with a fan base of terrible people. It's very similar to being a Cubs fan. Yeah, the average oh, Cubs yeah, fan is a definitely. piece of shit. Yeah, that's the that's the hardest part about living in Chicago, right. being a Cubs fan, because you you run into these people. But, this guy called my little brother when he was like maybe 14. We were walking down the street next to Wrigley, and we were at the game that was letting out. And this guy called my little brother a queer. Jeez. <laughs> it was crazy. Is he? No. I wish. Yeah. Uh, moving Are on. Are you playing from your phone? You want me to do No, no, no. Uh, no, I was looking at the albums because I was trying to remember back. Because uh, I don't know how soon you need to wrap up. But no, I, I, mean, I want to talk about Coldplay some we're, more. We're good. Because, like, we're, so you, X and Y is your favorite album from them. Yes. A lot of people don't. A lot of people hate that album and think that their first two are their best. Um, I also love X and Y. X and Y is the album that really got me into them. Yeah. When Yellow came out, I thought it sucked. I was only listening to rap at that point. And I would listen to like only Tupac and like the angrier Eminem stuff, and like oh, I was geez. like, Coldplay sucks. And like I remember writing in one of my creative writing classes about how much I hated Coldplay. I was like one of those people. But yeah. it was like just out of stupid. Right. Mi- like, yeah, it didn't make any sense. There are plenty of people that don't know what they're talking about that say that, that Coldplay is terrible. But there are enough people who do know what they're talking about that also say uh-huh. that they're the worst band. That that's why it is be- has been an issue yeah. over the years. Because mm-hmm. for as many of you sides. in that time frame as yeah. there are, there are people like, for instance, Brad uh-huh. Wilhelm, 
who I don't think he would say they're the worst band, but he actively hates them, and it just doesn't make sense. Sure, especially given the stuff that he likes. Yeah. Just, he likes dumb shit. Yeah, well, I mean, he doesn't. He, he likes, likes good music mostly, yeah. but I mean, there are bands that there's no way you could argue they're any better than Coldplay. Like Cheap Trick. Yeah, well, I, um, I like them both. So. I, uh, no, I don't have any opinion on them, really. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so I got into, when Fix You came out, that was like, because I know that their songs are very, they're very, some sometimes the lyrics are very generic. Right. I listened to Fix You on my way to the club today, and I got emotional yeah, again. It's very I was emotional. in a place, I was like, you know what? That's what it Maybe exists for, though. That's the thing, is that, like, you like, it's... Like, imagine that Patch Adams was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the Cider House rules. It's Patch Adams. It's supposed to elicit yeah. sadness, and you're supposed to... And they definitely know what they're doing. Yeah. They definitely know that the... Again, we're talking about the the 53-year-old white lady who uh-huh. hasn't listened to music the way that she used to for a long time. Yeah. And she just happens to hear that song. She weeps in the car, and that's who their fan base is. I get it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make it a bad song. It yeah. makes it more likely that it would be a bad song. Sure. Agre- I agree that, it. to me, it is a check mark in the negative side that they are intentionally attempting to make you feel a certain way. Yeah. Because I feel like it should be a much more natural feel. Like when I'm listening to certain bands, like I'll be listening to, you know, jazz. Uh huh. And it's emotional. Yeah. Because you feel something through something that isn't necessarily the average person might not hear that. Yeah. And feel a certain way about it. But like, you know, listening to like a Love Supreme or something sure, like that, it's yeah. very emotional yeah. to listen to. Uh, so I. I feel like I can recognize that Fix You is intentionally supposed to make me feel a certain way, yeah. but it's still a good song. Yeah, and it's it can do what it set out to do, which sure. is like at some point, just because it's overdone, <laughs> I found this, uh, I looked up on Twitter, I, I was looking up Coldplay Hate, because yeah. I knew oh, that there would I'm be sure some. There. And uh What this- were your key... Uh, your keyword was Coldplay plus what? Gay. <laughs> oh, no. Well, because I wanted to see if people were still tweeting, you know how you know you're gay because you listen to Coldplay two I heard days you say ago. that on one of the podcasts where you said that was a thing from a movie. That's from 40-Year-Old Virgin. I just don't remember that. When you said that, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. Was that like was like a big moment. In wow. Like, uh, there's that back and forth uh, between um, Paul uh, Rudd and I think um, Seth. Rogan. It is so weird when you get directors and actors who you know are politically progressive Uh and they still do things like that in their movies. Because we all know watching Judd Apatow's Twitter or he's he's an extremely political guy on the right side of everything. Very progressive. But this was 2006. Yeah, I know. People were still calling things gay. Ah, it's so weird, though. It's, it's very weird. And, you know, I still hear people say it here and there. But are they are they on the soundtrack? Is that what happened? No, 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 no. So what it is? It's the scene where they're playing video games, and it's just them. It's them trying to show two guys just like how they're they interact. NHL. I can't remember. what I think the, it is. You think it's NHL? I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. I yeah. think you're right. Because one NHL. of them gets like gets like pan- pancaked. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, let's fact check that later. Yeah, that's good. It'd be funny if it wasn't even close. I know. Right. They're like playing like a World <laughs> of Warcraft. Like, well. um, but yeah, they're doing that back and forth. You know how I know you're gay. You yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah. And then Coldplay oh, is one of them. And that's the line that I remember being in the theater and it getting a big laugh. And I was like, well, that's so that weird. sucks. And I was like, I like Well, that, I think that point I was getting into Coldplay because I got into Coldplay I, I think I've told this on the podcast before, but it might be on just Alex Stone's episode. I got into them because I liked that Fix You song. I bought the video on my very first uh, iPod video. Oh, wow. I had the iPod video that was like a Christmas yeah, present sure, one year, sure. and it was like, changed my life. Oh, absolutely. I bought Green Day's uh, Wake Me Up When September Ends, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. bought Fix You by Coldplay, the music go. videos. And I was at a uh, little get-together. I don't know that I've ever seen a Coldplay music video before. That video, oh, The Scientist? You I don't think seen? I've ever seen any The Scientist is like a, is a great video. I mean, I wasn't, who was watching MTV sure. still? I'm I not a no big idea. video person now. Yeah. I watched, the, the only videos I've watched recently were the Kesha ones that just came out. But uh, they're powerful. Um, but I watched, like, that was when I was into music videos still. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. seeing the Yellow video so many times, and I hated it because I, mean, I was. You've seen Thriller, right? Yeah. All right. Well, then you don't need to watch any other videos. Ah, uh, Thriller's fine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh man, it was okay. Yeah, if they made a top ten videos of all time, it would be like seven that's Michael a, Jackson videos. That's a Halloween song. Yeah, it is. I mean, it would be like reason? seven Michael Jackson videos. Yeah. Metallica one, Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer. And yeah. Aha. Take on me, and maybe Genesis Land of Confusion. What about that uh, OK Go video where they're jumping on treadmills? Is that that band that you cool. guys were talking about that you were going to do on the podcast? I got a zero on Pitchfork. Is that no, that's band? Jet. <laughs> Jet got a zero. We've talked about this a couple times. Yeah. but the the review is literally just uh, a video. OK of, Go is one of those same <laughs> bands though that came out around that same time. Yeah, it's like all right. <laughs> That With video, name. it's just a video of a monkey peeing in its own mouth, yeah, Jared. That's the funniest thing that Pitchfork's ever done. Oh, man. Um, anyway. But no, I remember that. Yeah, they're like on a treadmill or there's like a yeah. bunch of people on like a treadmill. They had that one hit. I yeah, can't yeah, even yeah. remember song, the song. It's I just remember. Here it goes, here it goes, here it goes again. Oh, it's that song. No, I don't think. <laughs> that's not right? I don't know if that's right. Maybe. That's that band. It might not be yeah. that video. Um, oh, the thing I was going to read. So I Googled uh, Coldplay Gay or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this tweet is. Fix You by Coldplay just came on shuffle, and I, like, burst out in tears. This song is overdramatic, lame, and gay. IDK, what's wrong with me? Oh, my God. <laughs> They're self-aware enough. People are still using it cry. as like a cut down. Yeah, it's so stupid. Um, but yeah, so I got I got into them because I was into that, and this girl at a party was like, Oh, you have Fix You in here. I love Coldplay. And I had a crush on her, and I went and downloaded every Coldplay song on a LimeWire. You went down, loaded all of the songs. I thought you were going to say like that you from... ended up having sex with her. No, no, she's a Christian. Lady. Why did you re? Oh, well, she's married. Lady, now. huh? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Lady. Anyway, so you went to LimeWire, yeah? I went to LimeWire, and I loved. Them. I got so into them because then I, I also liked. Um, There's a single off of. Uh, I, I liked the song from uh, Garden State. Uh, Don't panic. What's I loved the Don't comedian aged uh, like uh, cut off of knowing what LimeWire is? Me- Megan Gailey. Wait, what do you mean? Like how old? Like you have to be, she or? might not know. No, she would know. She's my so? age. Oh, she is. I, I think, think she's, she's like exactly my age. Yeah. 
I think, just trying to think yeah. of like of people that we know. Yeah, um, like, Jordan you think Mitchell probably wouldn't knows? know. Yeah, I think Mitchell knows. Mitchell's soul knows. <laughs> you know? That's true. Mitchell That's a good will point. be on the podcast in the next soul. couple apps, so you'll yeah. know who he is soon enough. He's anyway, my yeah, boy. it's just such a weird like. Yeah. I mean, of course, Napster. That time is everyone over. has at least heard of Napster. Sure, because Kazan was the next thing. Kazan LimeWire yeah. were the next thing, sure. and uh, I would you would look up a song on LimeWire. Try to download it. It would turn out to be a video of people having sex right, half right, the right. time. Right. And you'd have to delete it from your computer before your mom saw it. But, yeah, uh, yeah I would. I downloaded all that. I got really into the singles. But then I was listening to album by album. And they, they were one of the first bands that I listened to every album completely. Because before then, it was... It was hard to get out. You had to buy the whole damn album. Yeah, sure. I didn't like deep cuts half the time. I was like, play, play me the radio hits. The first time that I ever had any sort of music service where I didn't actually pay full price. Uh huh. Because you know I used to work in the music business. Yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah. I mean, I ran record stores and then I sold music to stores from a di- distro. But uh-huh. my point is, is that really it's title. Really? Because I mean, I had at. Why I had uh, well, so why title hold, over Spotify? Well, hold, hold yeah, on. Thing. So what I'm saying around. is like because even when I had uh, iTunes, you're still paying for sure, it, right? Yeah. So uh, I decided on title because I felt well for for two reasons. One, you can get the files at a higher quality, oh, and I heard that. so funny. like most of the places that I'm listening to music, my speakers are fairly good, and so I like to be as you know nice as it can be yeah it's twenty dollars a month for that instead of ten uh-huh and then but also and this probably is either changed or needs to be updated but at the time that i made my decision they were paying the artist the the best oh, and that doesn't matter for someone like coldplay right but, but it matters a for a lot of other bands to. like even a band like war on drugs when sure. i'm streaming their album like they don't have, they don't work at a gas station, but they're not as far away from that as you would think. Yeah, because touring yeah. with like the thing, one of the things that is interesting to me about comedy uh-huh. is that I used to book bands, and that was a thing that I did mostly up until really all I did as far as a- entertainment until the club o- opened, and you know. It's really hard to uh-huh. ever become a paid comic. We all know oh, that. Absolutely, it's yeah. really hard. I mean, uh-huh. we're talking maybe top one percent right there. That of yeah. every hundred people that try an open mic, you have one that actually gets paid by a legitimate venue to do comedy. Maybe it's more like two or three of a hundred. Yeah, my point I would is say it's maybe a little, but it's like, but, but not it's a hard. Lot. And to right. get to a, where it's a living is a completely right. different number. But when you get to that point, when uh-huh. you're at the point of selling enough tickets that you can quit a job and only live off of comedy, yeah. The per person amount of money that you make is so substantially higher than a band because there's only one of you. Sure, absolutely. So you tour, you don't need a van, you you can fly in, someone will pick you up most Mm -hmm. of the time. I mean, it really is a much different, like a band like War on Drugs or The National or other bands that are like very successful bands are taking home probably what I pay like an average comedian uh-huh. per person. Now, of course, yeah. it's more total. But sure. when you have but to split person. the pie up, uh-huh. the drummer of the National is probably making what I paid t- Tiffany Haddish for one show. Right. 
And like no one would ever think that because mm. it's you know you would think that they would be making so much money they're playing like stadiums. Sure. Yeah. So it really because you have so many different ways you have to split the pie up. That's how this happens. Uh huh. Yeah. No, that makes total sense, and uh, that's why I think that's why we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast. That's why selling out is kind of not as big of a thing yeah, anymore. Like if you do a commercial, anymore. people are like, "Oh, cool." I'm right. glad that band I like got a commercial because that right. means they're making money now. Right. And I mean, a lot of it, like there's actually a couple of articles about the war on drugs, for instance, where them signing to a major label in comparison to, say, Jawbreaker, when they decided to go to Geffen uh-huh. is such a different thing. Because basically in reading an interview with the war on drugs, Adam, basically yeah. the whole band, uh-huh. at least songwriting wise, they didn't change a thing. Uh-huh. Whereas when you signed to a major label when Green Day, you know, I know we say Rancid wasn't on a major label, but my point is they still yeah. – they were going to have things available to them that they would not normally have. Uh-huh. Whereas, you know, Secretly Canadian, when War on Drugs were on that label, they were providing them – fairly close to the same thing that they're going to get from their major label and yeah. recording and and a major label's not going to sit there over your shoulder like they used to and say we need a hit. Right. You and they know the that's not what they for a reason. Yeah, they know that's not what they signed on for. Right. They're not a hits driven band. Now there are songs on there that could be played on the radio of course. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um what was I about to fucking say? I lost it. Um that's fair. So title, LimeWire. Oh, yeah. So we were talking about LimeWire. Yeah. That's, uh, I got so into those songs. I got really into X and Y I was listening to for an entire summer. That was all I listened to. And, um, I got, I, I made a, a book of poetry called Swallowed in the Sea, uh, oh. based on how much I loved them. And it, uh, it was lame as hell, but I, I loved them so much that I went back and bought the albums because I was like, I just like it too much. I bought the CDs from like Best Buy Mm. as I found them. Um, Tiffany Haddish brought someone on stage to read a poem the other night and it was the lowest point in the history of the comedy attic. (laughs) Wait, why did that happen? I don't know. Was it, did she know the person? No. What? I don't know. Was it from crowd work or something? That's what I mean. It's poetry. It's like, it's the, it's gotta be the worst thing that has ever existed <laughs> in the world. One time I wrote, when I was in high school, I got invited oh, to Borders to read a poem. The Borders over by the mall. Yeah. They used to have a poetry reading night and cause I was in like, I was in like 10th or 11th grade or something. I submitted a poem about basketball. Oh my and God. They had me read it at this very serious poetry reading. Right. I went up and read this fucking poem about basketball that was just like supposed to be stupid but everybody else was like i i didn't realize they just invited everybody who did the poems for the class to do it so i looked like a real dumbass was that guy that dressed all wild there that 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 night you remember there was a one guy at borders that would wear like like a striped shirt like he probably was there i don't remember i thought you'd know who i mean no i don't think i know him found out later that he's a republican oh boy it's it's one of those things an r word yeah boy that's bad r word that's the single worst thing you can be (laughs) there say some of our listeners are going to be pretty pissed when they hear that fine that's why we don't please please do not come to see a show at the comedy (laughs) attic then please don't Uh, we don't take sides over here we welcome all yeah no we don't (laughs) we think that we think both sides were bad oh my god (laughs) 
Fuck me. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Like, imagine thing. just sitting here and that's what you really believe. Like, well, thought, you know what? Hey, I think that... Oh, fuck me. I don't me. think Trump's so great, but neither is she. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, so, oh, my God. Uh, why is it that those people who say that, they always voted for Trump? It's always like... Right, like, if why they're the would... same, then vote for the other one. Right, then vote... You know? Because they're lying, Tom. Yeah. That's the problem. Is it's it the, the whole problem? Is, is they, they're either dumb as fuck or they're lying, one or the other. I think they're always lying. It's like, well, at least. Uh, <laughs> All right, I guess we should talk about the playlist here. Yeah, we should get into this music. We're already an hour in here. You got to do in the order because I have a I have a reason. I have sort okay. of okay. Like do a, you want to do on yours since oh, we got the thing? You want to go? You want to? Yeah, I'll okay. go up to it. Well, all right, I'll turn it down a little bit because I know that was loud. I can't. It's I hard to tell. I intentionally wanted the other one to be loud because <laughs> you were trying to annoy um, people. Okay, so we're gonna start out with Sparks. Okay. Bass heavy. It's probably that hockey stick. If you pull that hockey stick off. Yeah. There's a Jonathan Taze hockey stick up there. Yeah. Well, so can I tell the story while it's on? Uh, yeah. Or do I wait? I can't no, remember. No, you don't have to wait. You can talk. So this song is on here very specifically because... Um, when I first met Dana, uh, we were so poor, and we were living in my apartment in Baton Rouge, and she bought me a an alarm clock that had a CD player in it, and it was like, honestly, at the time, this was like getting a Ferrari. I mean, it was like, that's how important it was to us that we did it, but she bought it, for, even though I was her boss. She had more money than I did from working. She waited tables at Chili's. Well, anyway, so you could you could uh, play a CD to wake up to, and we would always wake up to this album. And this song specifically was what we set it to mostly. And it just you know hearing this song it brings back. I mean you know she was twenty one, I was twenty. I don't know however old I was when we first met. So twenty four, I guess. Uh, you know, I had been through a divorce, uh, and, you know, we met at a time in my life that would have been really bad if I didn't meet her, honestly. I mean, I was just in a really bad place. And so this song has, and much like we've made fun of them for, has a very sentimental thing for me. So. Man. That's a, that's a banger. Yeah, it is. And a great story to accompany it. Yeah. Do you want me I, to just go to the next one? Uh, maybe pause it because then we'll we'll just talk about it for a sure. second. Um, yeah, that one uh, is definitely a song that hit me hard. It's right up my alley. I'm like right. I was I was like a little romantic boy, and right. uh, I like I got engaged when I was 21 to like uh, or yeah 21 or 22. And uh, uh, we remember. Oh yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yeah, is that was, original. Honestly, for those of you that have met Tom later in life, that was a really fucking emotional thing <laughs> to have to watch him go through, and it was really hard because you know he's someone. And I said this to him last night in a text message, but I mean, 
you know, Tom, honestly, is like either a younger brother or a son to me in a lot of ways. And that was really, really rough. And it, it, we all made fun of him for it, of course. <laughs> but my point is, is that yeah. like we didn't right away. This was Im- the immediate a- aftermath. It uh-huh. was very fucked up. Yeah, that was a tough time. But, you yeah. know, with uh, with my father, Jared, by my side. <laughs> my father slash <laughs> older brother, Jared, by my side. <laughs> um yeah, but I I just remember this song specifically. I was re- I I just loved it. It was right up my alley. And fun fact about this song in the film Wedding Crashers, and which is weird because there's like a sentimental aspect to Wedding Crashers, yeah. where there's like a like they're really trying to build up Owen Wilson and uh, what's her name Rachel McAdams yeah. is she in that uh, their love story and there's like a pivotal scene with that uh, where that that song's in there and you're like oh yeah. It, that well, song carries the love story, I think, in that movie. It's the so thing good. of it is, for the first album by Coldplay, where it's like basically that riff mm-hmm. for 45 minutes, Yeah, every song is at that same pace, and it's just beautiful, and there's yeah. not a whole lot of instrumentation. It's uh-huh. just, it's like, to me, the thing, like, it's, I, it's, there's a razor thin line between a band like Coldplay and Death Cab for Cutie where yeah. those songs are sound great to me mm-hmm. and a band like Owl City or like Jack oh, Johnson absolutely. Yeah. where it's like all of the to me all of the heart and soul is ripped from it and it sounds like it was you know just created in a studio yeah like Owl City is like you could. There's no way that you couldn't walk into a store uh-huh. who's playing Owl City and think maybe it's Ben Gibbard singing. It's no, possible yes. that you think that, right? Yeah. But then you hear it and you're like, how soft have they gotten uh-huh. that this is? Because, like, to me, a bit, like, I know I'm going all over the place. No, it's like, fine. Yeah, for instance, the Gin Blossoms re- are a great example uh-huh. of a band that if they had the producer of the Coldplay records or yeah. the War on Drugs records or any – or you know, like the national, uh-huh. any bands that like when you strip down the people, uh-huh. they're all very similar people. The people in the Gin Blossoms probably grew up listening to Led Zeppelin, and yeah. To, but they got caught up in the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Brian, uh, like another I- example is Brian Adams. Yeah, where you, if they would have been given a producer that actually knew what good music it sounds like in a studio yeah not like muzak sounding music uh-huh like that's the thing about like like someone mentioned that i think uh-huh Col- coldplay that it was like elevator music or yeah muzak. and to me yeah. that's definitely not true on no these absolutely albums. not definitely you can not. hear a guitar you can hear it just feels emotional to me yeah but not the way you mentioned uh, fix you, which is where they first started to sort of play on, sort of, yeah, or I should say, prey on you. With sure, that. yeah, that's Whereas, the first one where it definitely feels like they they want you to feel this way. These right. ones, it's like they're just kind of sweet, like sentimental. Like they are sentimental and sweet, and but it's like they the lyrics are broad enough to, to fit right. Uh, what what you're feeling as opposed to like, right. and I mean, I'm sure that they probably hate playing yellow live. Yeah, and they I wonder have if they to still play, play yellow. I think they probably they have. To. I saw them live, and I can't remember. That's if probably they still their biggest hit that they ever had. I would. Um, say. yeah, it's. I feel like it's between that and clocks or yeah, speed sure. of sound. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, what, uh, speed of sound. I don't know. Is that not a big? I thought that was a I huge hit. So. My stepdad liked that song. I mean, that's how big it got. Geez. I know it's crazy. Old squirrel mur- murderer. Him, <laughs> him, him, I wish himself. we had pet squirrels. Um. All right. So what? Here, let's go oh, to let's uh, in, in my place. Okay. Uh, and I have this on here. Uh, to me, this is this song in particular is they. They took over the world on this song. This might not be their biggest hit, but to me, this was the moment where I felt like I could. I looked myself in the mirror and I said, you like a band that everyone likes. But this song is too good for me to have turned my back on them for this out. Al- this album is great. I think this is the best album, personally. Well, I mean, this this argument between what my favorite or best album is, the first three albums are sort of, to me, interchangeable. Um, and um, so th- when I heard this song the first time, I remember I got an advanced copy of this album, and I heard this song, and I was just like, this has to be what it was like. To be a Beatles fan when the Beatles were a band. I don't mean I'm certainly not comparing the two bands. My point is, no, is you that did. but my point is is that I've never in my life actively liked a current band who is popular to society. Like because when I first started listening to Radiohead, they were already three albums in. So I didn't listen to the bands when it when it was released. I came on to Radiohead right around the end era of OK Computer. So they were already popular by the time I, li- I listened to them. But I never obviously didn't listen to Fleetwood Mac or Led Zeppelin or any of the other bands that I loved while they were around. So, I listened to Fleetwood Mac when they started. Yeah, sure you did. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's – it like – I was always behind. I never, like, one of my favorite bands in history now is R.E.M., but I never liked them when they were popular. I disliked them while they were popular. And it's revisionist history. I think they I think they get it. They've yeah, heard yeah, this yeah. song. The, but what I mean is, like, it's, you know, to me, very similar to my famous story. Of, you know, my favorite band in high school and college was Jawbreaker. Uh-huh. And when Dear You was released, I was boycotting the band because they signed to a major label. Mm-hmm. I went <clears throat> the midnight release of that, and there was a live Nir- Nirvana record that were released that same night. Yeah. I went just to like see what it was, what was going on. It, it was the record store that I went to as a kid with, it, or in college was C- CD Alley in Greenville, North Carolina, maybe the best record store I've ever gone to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just went just to see the spectacle of it. But I had to wait. This is how stupid that I was. I had to wait until someone traded it in to buy it because I didn't want to buy I would <laughs> only agree to buy it secondhand. Yeah. And of course they toured on that album and I didn't go because I wasn't going to support them and Yeah. It's the stupidest thing I've ever done maybe ever. <laughs> because they were my favorite band I never saw them live. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Um really quickly I I texted you this yesterday cuz I and I think I just said that cuz Fix You was the first song that I was like I'm going to buy things from them. Right. But that's the song cuz I I hated Yellow when it first came out. Sure. Now I love it, but yeah. at the time I was like Yellow sucks. 
it's for fucking people who are gay. <laughs> like, oh my God, I've <laughs> that's what that's right. You I probably was one of those people. I don't know. Right, but uh, I hated it. I thought it was soft. And then that song I remember came on to like VH1 or whatever, and I was like, now this I can't deny. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's a great song. Well, I mean, it it, it I, again. Saying all of the things that I'm not speaking for you, but for me, I still understand if you have a a very if if you have an inarguable palette for music mm-hmm. and you hear that song and you just simply don't like the way that it sounds, I think that's fair. Uh-huh. I really do. I don't believe you if you say I don't like Hollow Oats or Journey. Of course you do. Right, Everyone does. Right, Everyone sure. something. If at least. Journey comes on the radio, I don't care who you are. You're not going to turn it off. You're just not going to. Yeah. You're lying through your teeth if you well, say. That do you, you mean would. don't stop believing? I mean, that's the one exception. I, th- I think people will well, turn that I think off. Wheel in the sky. I mean, I think there's I think a Will bunch the of great. I think great songs, uh, lights is like incredible. I mean, I'm just saying that like there. I don't think that you should wear the shirt or you would even buy an album. But if it comes on the radio, you know the words and you're going to sing to it. And yeah. again, that's not every Journey song, not every Hall and Oates song. But I could, I could understand. T- too much time had passed. For someone who was alive when Led Zeppelin was touring, yeah, to then hear Coldplay, for me not to think that there's a chance that you could, I could believe them that they don't like them. Uh huh. I'd firmly believe that someone that saw Zeppelin or Jimi Hendrix in concert would also like Journey. I uh-huh. definitely believe that they're lying if they say that they yeah. don't. Uh, so uh, now the reason that I have – so I have two tracks from e- X and Y. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason is – we talked about this er- earlier – is that I feel like the X and Y is Coldplay being able to sit down and say, who are we? Uh-huh. Like what are we as a band? Because I think that the first album – was just what they thought they sounded like. And it was a great album. Mm -hmm. And that's just what came out when they wrote the songs. Yeah. The second album was them saying, hey, people seem to be really into the the emotional side of what we do. Yeah. But what do we like? And as has been noted by a lot of the people on your Facebook posts, the answer to that question is you too. (laughs) Oh, this is White Shadows, by the way. And it's absolutely, unquestionably, where the streets have no name. I mean, it's 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 you it's it's you two at their height, for sure. But see, they take the like emotional stuff here. Talks about being a young kid. Um, but where it comes back to me is this is the to me this is the quintessential. Coldplay galloping through the forest song because the beat that comes on here is exactly what I'm looking for when I listen to music is this riff and beat right here that comes up right here like that's exactly like what I envision when I'm thinking about music that I like it has this rhythm to it for sure yeah (laughs) and now again Right, I love how they pull out of that into this. Like this beat right here is wonderful. And I mean, I, 
personally, I love his voice. And so these things all yeah. excite me in the right way. Like, I love the music. I don't, I can ignore the lyrics. Uh, but then you get, here's Chris Martin's portion of the band is the chorus here. Someone in the background whistling or whatever that just going ooh, so good. People hate that when he does that. Man, that's so great. good. I. Uh... I should note, because I know we talk about, like, the lyrics are stupid sometimes. I think that, I don't think they're bad. I think that they, maybe they're vague, but you can apply them to whatever. I was, I was reading, uh, the Harry Potter franchise to this album. Yeah. Like, I would listen to it on a loop while sure. I read that book, and it lines up perfectly. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like Dark Side of the Moon. And, right, uh, right. <laughs> it's, the music feels like, like that, and the galloping thing. Dark Side of the Moon uh, over Burt, Burt. Birth of a Nation. I understand. <laughs> yep, it lines up. Yeah. I um I think that this song and Talk are a little similar and I like Talk a little bit more, but I love yeah. this song too. Well, I I um I think that White I think White Shadows is the best song that they ever did. And, and I I personally feel like that because like there's it's weird because Spoon is another one of my favorite bands uh-huh. and they've had a couple albums that were kind of lacking. But there's like a singular song off of each of them where I'm like, this is exactly what I wish they sounded like on every song. And it's that pacing that I wish that Coldplay would have settled on. Mm -hmm. And as we'll get to over the next couple songs, they Mm -hmm. didn't. They decided to go in a different direction. Yeah. Now, this is Speed of Sound, which is probably the uh, maybe the hit off of this album, I guess. I think that this and... um... And Fix You were the two well, major no, singles. Fi- Fix You was on the the white no, album. Uh, Fix You is on X and Y. It is? Yep. Oh, man. I thought it was on the one that we just played. I say the white album. I didn't mean the Beatles. I meant the... What, what's it called? Right. Boy, I was thinking Fix You was on Rush of Blood. This is... Uh, to me... White Shadow and Speed of Sound are the best one-two punch on any of their albums. Like, this is definitely the best, second best song on any of their albums, in my opinion. In fact, this might be my favorite chorus of any of their songs. Um, I mean, but very similar. Again, it's 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 a slower song, but it's definitely that same galloping through the forest feel. Like a dude getting ready for battle. He's listening to this. You know, like he's got his sword on one side. Think of somebody getting ready for battle. Yeah. <laughs> listening to Coldplay. I'm yeah. about to murder men. Of, they probably would be listening to ACDC or Metallica, but in my mind, this is what they're listening to. Um, hold on, let's let it get to the chorus at least. Okay. 
So yeah, That's great. I mean, it's it's um, you know, again, I feel like that this is it's it's I, I hate to I know I already said that I already mentioned the Beatles like as if I was trying to, co- you know, but my point is is that I feel like that this is the story behind this album for me. I don't uh-huh. even know what the real story is. Yeah, but to me, this is a band that was the album where where they decided on what they were going to sound like as a band. And I really wish that they would have stuck to it Mm -hmm. because of course, as we're getting ready to move into, um, uh, so so life in technicolor leads off. Yeah. Uh, uh, Viva La Vida slash and, and prospect. Right. But so the version that I have here is life is like when they add lyrics. Yeah. And, um, I love both versions of this song. Yeah. But I feel like that when they added the lyrics, it really, it just it just became a much you know like to me this is a a very valid like this album and the ep mm-hmm. are a very valid uh next step after um a- after uh, a- x and y yeah and um this album and the ep both are uh to me as good as any of the first four albums like i feel like that you can kind of interchange any of them in order whereas like a band like Ar- Arcade Fire would make a great album and then they'd sort of fall back a little bit on their next album I feel like the Coldplay not as good of a band I don't believe but they didn't do that they had they said their first four albums were all good and then that's where we see kind of a fall here but this is someone who's listening to to this and maybe didn't know these songs they're probably like yeah this sounds just like the last song but see that's what I like I like when they did this sort of like I feel like this sounds completely different than but it's like the very it's album. stadium feeling like it's like they're it's they're positioning themselves as we could play we could do six nights in a row at Wembley Stadium and sell all the tickets Wembley and, yeah and they probably could have done that, or maybe still could. I just think that this added so much to this when they decided to put the lyrics in. Um, I go back and forth on which version I like. Yeah. Well, and I mean, again, this is where Chris Martin made his money for me, and what I like about him is the chorus. Like, he's got, he's able. And, a lot of people can do this, but he creates hooks with his voice, and that's not easy to do. A lot of people can't do that. Won't you take me with the I can hear the 
So yeah, I mean that to me is they so with the next album with uh Viva La La, La Vida, mm-hmm. they they were able to still make like there was still life left. Uh-huh. But I feel like that uh Lost, the song Lost mm-hmm. is a really good representation of you started I, I didn't realize it at the time. Uh-huh. But you start to see uh what's coming mm-hmm. in the songs. And I think I was like in denial at the time that they were getting ready to make they were gonna take the things about this song that I don't really like uh-huh. and uh and that that's what they were gonna become as a band were the were the the things that you're gonna hear in loss that are mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily what I like or mm-hmm. what they became. Like just adding that clapping was sort of a sea change for their music. And the pacing of this song, I feel like that this is what we ended up with with like Milo Zilato and the, the Blue Album, whatever it's called. And I think they even have an album since then. They have like a newer album out. They have that single that's like on all the time now. Yeah, and I, I didn't even recognize that it was them when I heard that song. Because they played it at the Super Bowl where they played a song maybe... Not the one you're talking about, but they played another song from the Super Bowl or on the Super Bowl that was uh, – I was like, this is Coldplay? Like I didn't even know it was them. Um, I don't know. See, like this – this is uh, – this is uh, – uh, like this is like hanging by a thread for for me. Like I'm nostalgic about it because I it reminds me of the first three al- first four albums, but it's not. It isn't what I'm looking for. Maybe it's this song. This is the song we were talking about from the Super Bowl. Let's see. No. That was at the Super Bowl, I think, no. wasn't it? Maybe wasn't it's it? this one. This is it. Like, I heard this song on the radio just around a couple times, and I was like, you, you could have told me it was anything. I never would have guessed it well, was them. And they used this song to promote their Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, yeah. It's weird they're using a non-Coldplay song. No, this is Coldplay. Oh, I see what you're saying. You thought it would be weird that they were... I mean, this is just, I don't know. What? Slipknot? Daft Punk. Yeah, like it's they want. like Daft Punk sure. or something? Yeah, it, it's up there. That's what you're talking about. That mask up there. Uh... Well, anyway, so this is what they ended up sounding like. And this is exactly... So part of what... And again, I'm going to lose... Like, look, I get... Just don't send Tom any hate mail. <laughs> but when they released uh, the the EP 
so when they released Prospectors March or Prospects March, yeah. which was the EP after uh, uh, Viva La Vida, they released Lost. So mm-hmm. this song. And hold on, here I'll go. Here it is. But this is. I remember listening to this and I was like, what's happening right here? Oh, shit. Are you trying to find the Jay Z one? Yeah. I think that. Like, it reminded me of the Jay Z with Linkin Park record where I'm just like, we've already yeah. done this before. Uh huh. Anyway, it just. It's. To me, as racist or as embarrassing as a white person as this is, like that was – to me, that was a signal towards me that maybe we were headed in a direction that I wasn't going to be a part of, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I just – I'm not interested in listening to Jay-Z. I'm just not. Yeah. I mean that doesn't – there's nothing against him. I'm uh-huh. just saying that like it's not – I'm not going to listen to Jay-Z. I'm just, I'm just not going to. For me – uh, to offer a different perspective, because I liked Jay Z, I liked Kanye more, and Kanye and Jay Z both worked with Coldplay. Yeah. And for me, I was like, I don't. It's not that I hate this. It's just that I go to these two things for different reasons, and I don't. Right. It's not like I want. Right. I liked that song. I really liked the remix. And I would listen to it, but I liked both of those things separately. Also, it feels like, desperate to me in a certain way. And what I mean by that is, is that even though. Certainly Jay-Z and probably Kanye are older than uh-huh. Coldplay in age. I know for sure that Jay-Z is. Jay-Z for sure is. But, but I don't I'm know if Kanye it, is older than It feels than like the type of thing that someone does for credibility. Uh-huh. And we all know no matter how famous that Coldplay is uh-huh. – it's Coldplay looking for credibility, not Jay Z sure. or Kanye looking for credibility. Well, what's funny is I think Kanye approached Coldplay first. I'm sure but, he did, but, but my I'm, point but it is, helped is that them like, in a, that way. In the math problem yeah. of who's of who's benefiting from this, yeah, you know, Chris Martin and Coldplay are for Definitely. sure benefiting more. Absolutely. Than you know, yeah, I think you're right. There's because not a whole lot that Kanye can do to raise his 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 star. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Chris Martin is for all the he's. I think he definitely wants to be cool, and yeah. he just can't do it. Like right. at that Super Bowl halftime show, I liked what they did. I, that was because well, we like the songs. Honestly, that that, that, that moment is when I decided that this podcast is going to happen because I was so well, annoyed. That's fine, but... <laughs> that was when I decided this is going to happen because I was getting so pissed at all these people acting right. like this was the worst thing. That I had tweeted ever happened a couple to things myself yeah. about this this exact point that I got across uh-huh. earlier in the podcast. Yeah, I. Tweeted Tweeted during the Super Bowl yeah. because it's just I just I like it. It's one of those things where it's like if you talk to a poor person who uh-huh. voted for Donald Trump, mm-hmm. I just don't believe you uh-huh. that you think that he cares about you. Yeah, there's no fucking way in the world uh-huh. that you think that he would want to spend one millisecond in your presence. Mm-hmm. But then again, what about my, Hillary? What, right. I know, or well, Killery, I well, should what say. Was the, what was the alternative, Tom? <laughs> Her name rhymed with Killery, uh, Jared. Geez. But <laughs> point being that, like, people, it's like, I, I and again, you made a great point at the beginning. This is how I live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is by black and white hyperbole <laughs> overreacting to things, saying yeah. it's the best or worst. Uh-huh. But even I know that, like, for instance, I don't like Kiss. Mm-hmm. I don't like... 
Jimi Hendrix. Like I don't Jimmy like Bob Hendrix. Dylan. Yeah, wow. But, I'm not, but there, but there is still in not liking those things. There is still levels to how mm-hmm. bad that something is. Yeah. And Coldplay, under no circumstances, should ever be on anyone's list of the worst anything. Mm-hmm. Because even that shit that we just listened to at the end, mm-hmm. you could just ignore it. Yeah. Just don't pay attention to it. Yeah. How is that worse than something that you can't like? If Slipknot came on, yeah, you would notice it and, and Kiss just, too. I think. It's I think just Kiss like an is in your face on, too. On your on your uh, person. Yeah. Um, Before I forget, because you said that thing about the one-two punch of those two songs, I would say then part of the reason I like Rush of Blood the most is, I mean, it's got clocks, but the scientist and warning sign. Warning sign is my favorite Coldplay song. Yeah, I think it's, it's great. different from a lot of stuff they do. I really was just... trying to go for like a timeline more than anything. Sure, else. no, no. I liked the way that you did it. I liked, the and I felt like it. that pulling only one song off of that album was a good idea because to me, that's where they sort of like took over the world. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I, that song specifically, that was a great choice. And I was, it's one that I forget about, and partially because right. it's so short. It's like yeah. a short song compared right. to the rest of that album. Right. Some of those tracks are like six minutes long. Like politics Let me is really. Ask long. you this because you you seem to have gotten into Coldplay after I did. However, uh-huh. you are from a generation yeah. younger than mine. So I wonder, do you think that there were people who claim this Coldplay's the worst band uh-huh. when they during the first album? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think Yellow was very in your face. At that time, and that's why I didn't like them because I was like, I'm hearing this fucking song all the time. Right. The stars are yellow. Fuck off! Like I just, it wasn't cool to me. So it was in your face. So there were people bitching about it then. I mean, it's embarrassing it to be at a concert when that song is played. There's no other way around it <laughs> because it, it's just. But see, that's the thing. I though, like it like, now, though. I'll admit, right. it. I like it now. I mean, I look at it like uh, again when we're talking about certain things. I would like. I don't care how many people like the Cubs. Uh-huh. I don't care how many people like War on Drugs. Yeah. And I don't care how many people liked Coldplay at that time. Uh-huh. To me, it sounded good. I mm. liked it. It was something that I liked. Yeah. And that's and I'm never going to let someone like even though it's uncomfortable to be a fan of something that the average fan is a piece of shit. Yeah. If you like something uh, enough and this more stands for the Cubs, right. you don't really it doesn't phase you yeah like i know what i believe about the cubs and i know how long i've been paying attention and the amount of time i've spent with them yeah and i'm not gonna let someone who would otherwise be a reds fan if they were good yeah ruin that sure sure but it is no different than being embarrassed by the bleachers at wrigley field Uh watching people react to when yellow comes on at a concert uh-huh. it's embarrassing it's like sweet caroline uh, yeah absolutely yeah people are singing along like, they got their lighters out and shit white people stupid. dancing it's real bad <laughs> for everyone yeah it's not good and it's like swaying too which is Ugh. not good i but, mean we've we've covered this in, think, just in my voicemails that white people have ruined everything <laughs> we have what haven't we ruined <laughs> I will say it's been pointed out that uh, most of your criticisms about bands are that they're uh, very white, but then the things you enjoy right. are also very white. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I other than – and even – I'm getting ready to say this. This uh-huh. is true. White people have even basically taken over jazz. 
Yeah. Like what I mean by that is, is that the average person who's listening to, you know, Miles Davis or Coltrane sure. is a white dude my age. Uh huh. And it's right? like, there's like a level of like, you're able to find, cause I've done this, I got into jazz, uh, for a while. I've, I haven't been listening lately, but I, there was a period where I was really into it. And it's a lot of like finding vinyl that's really good for it. Sure. That, a lot of people don't care about. Right, exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, you can pay a lot of money for a first press of, you know, a Coltrane record, but yeah. Point. My point is, is that the least white thing about me is still white <laughs> because ja- because you know, jazz is still like the average person who listens to like quality black music. Yeah, is probably not also listening to Miles Davis. Now they might be. Yeah, I just mean the average person. But but that's what I'm saying is that like that's one of the only notches that I have in my in my corner for me when it comes to not being the whitest person that you know. Yeah, is that I have a huge depth of knowledge of jazz. But again, it's been sort of like handed off. Uh huh. What the hell years. is the? Oh, damn it! I couldn't pull the get the name of the guy from uh from La La Land. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. my favorite R- jazz Ryan, musician, R- Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know. Thank God that Moonlight ended up winning because (laughs) I honestly – I thought that La La Land was a good movie, but Uh it definitely – I mean Moonlight is a a total, you know, game game changer. Yeah. It's – I mean it's a – like basically perfect. So how how far uh, are we? we have done the most time that's ever been done on this God podcast. Damn, it doesn't seem it's like been it. an hour and forty five minutes. I'm so so sorry. I, we're gonna wrap this up. But Jared, thank you so much yeah, for coming on. This is fun. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I uh, really quickly, I'll say, I have to admit, I just listened to a couple newer Coldplay songs. And I didn't hate them as much as I thought. Like, I dropped off for a while. You just but... kind of assumed that we would hate them. Yeah, and they're not yeah. great. It's not what that. you want it to be. Like, listening back to these old ones, they're so much better. But the, the it's like what you said. It's, at worst, you're not even going to notice it. Right. Like, that right. new one, the I Don't Want Some Superhero, uh, some fairy tale twist or whatever, uh, it's a little, the lyrics are a little corny. But I still like Chris Martin's voice. It's just a little overproduced now for yeah. me. Um, but yeah, in closing, Tom's headlining, uh, this weekend at Go, Go Bananas, Bananas, Cincinnati, uh, a fine club there Great in club. C- Cincinnati. And Thursday you got, oh, you got Sunday. Dwight Simmons opening for you. My friend you. Dwight Simmons is going to be there. Who, it's going to be a good time. John Holmes, uh, old booze the, face himself. The, uh, porn actor. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he's never heard that before. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that'll be fun. I, I mean, rating this playlist is pointless for me because I'm biased as a fan, but, uh, I'll, I'll give it a six. Why not? Well, six all right. out of six. All right. Do I, I would change it? it out. Yeah. Rate it. What do you six. think? Hell yeah. Woo. Perfect score. Woo. Tommy will send in his score later and then yep. we'll, uh, we'll tally it all up. But yeah, you know, we're just, I'm standing by Coldplay. I think that we've, uh, I think we've proved our point here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I think that it's probably fine that it was just the two of us yeah. on this one. Cause we probably would have talked more than True. everybody anyway. True. Um, Jared, is there anything you want to p- no, promote? No, I appreciate but, it. I'm 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 happy to be a part of the podcast uh, on a weekly basis. It's a lot of fun. We're happy for, to for have me. you. I, I look forward to it each week. And People love your segment. Absolutely. Well, uh, just <laughs> I'm just gonna say one last thing. If you don't like my segment or something that I say in it, don't leave a bad review for the podcast. <laughs> Write me an email. You know how to get get yeah. get in touch with me. Don't don't take it out on Tom and Tom yeah. if you don't like me. How how about there that? There you go. It's Jared at comedyaddict.com. That's right. That is right. There you go. And if you want to get booked. Yeah, right. <laughs>
Um, well, in, in that case, I will go ahead and say, uh, check out me and Tommy's show, Tom and Tommy, Comedy Mommy, Caroline's on Broadway, September 27th, $10 tickets for the promo code, just wait, Mommy. Right. <laughs> um, uh, we got Joe List, we got a partner on show, wow. we got Christina Hutchinson from the Guys We Fucked podcast, Sean Donnelly, Martin Urbano, and we're thinking a very special guest that, uh, will be revealed Hopefully soon. Richard um, Pryor. He's coming. He's going to show up, but we're not putting him on unless he barks 10 people in. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be at Go Bananas. Uh, rate and review the podcast. That helps us out a bunch. And uh, if you got an extra three bones each month, why don't you toss it over to our Patreon and get bonus episodes? That is patreon.com slash standbyyourband. Thank you again to Jared, and thank you for listening. Go fuck yourselves. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs>